Welcome back to Bubble Pod, everyone. This is the third uh, episode of SEO series. Uh, during the past two weeks, we have already discussed uh, what is SEO and why do you need SEO. And today we are going to talk about how to get started with SEO and give you some very good tips. So I want to start with a question to my colleagues um, because you are really good SEO experts and it's interesting for me too to hear how to get started with SEO. So maybe we can start with Claire. Yeah, sure. So I guess I would say from a content point of view um, with getting started might be the easiest place for someone who's who's looking to give it a go themselves. Obviously, I would always say to trust experts, you know, like Trio Media or Bubble Digital <laughs> um, to help with your SEO. You, you know, it, it can be a lot. It can be a lot to take on, but absolutely people can get started with the fundamentals. So from a content point of view, it would first of all be really thinking about what are those keywords that I want to be found for. I mentioned in a previous episode, we used a tool called SEMrush. That is a paid for tool, but there were a lot of free keyword planning tools out there that you can use um, that will help you get an idea of the type of search terms people are using in your industry and the volume of monthly searches. So first of all, kind of trying to narrow down on on what that is. And if you're getting started on your own, I'd encourage you to start smaller, you know, look at some really key um, search terms that you're going to use or like one particular service that you want to really go all out on promoting. So have a look at what those are, pick those keywords, and then revisit the content on your website. So actually, now you've got these keywords in mind. Am I mentioning that in my content? Do I have it in the title? There's a lot more, your title of your page is in the actual header that displays on the page, which would be a a H1 tag in technical terms. Um, That's always been important as part of SEO, but the importance of that is becoming a, a lot more because we used to have a lot of sway in terms of the meta title and description. Um, so that's the actual field, the title and description of the page that appears in the Google search, um, putting keywords in there. But Google are going down a bit more of an automated route now where it's generating its own meta titles and descriptions. So the actual header within the page is taking a lot more prominence. And this is something that we're going to see in 2022. Um is the importance of your, of your header having your search terms in it. So we would look at, does my header include my search terms? Does then the body of the text within the page include it? And, and we're not on about keyword stuffing. You know, we want this text to make sense. Um, Manny touched upon in the last episode, uh, Google's EAT strategy. So E-A-T standing for expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. So that is what it's looking for in your content. So it's not just going to be a case if you get all your keywords in there and away you go, because you know, Google's had to bring this strategy out to counteract the fact that people used to just do keyword stuffing. So now it's going to really look at the relevance of the page related to that search term. Are you an authoritative voice? Are you trustworthy? Um, And what level of expertise can you demonstrate through your content? So there are a lot of factors that you have to consider, but really if you are a genuine, credible business that's providing the service you say you're providing, then it should be quite natural to be able to do this and to create content that complies with the EAT guidelines. Um, so then, yeah, you, you start looking at all the different content on the page. And, you know, 
let's not forget that content doesn't just mean written copy. You know, content means your images. It means your video. So you can optimize your imagery for search in, you know, by ways of adding alt tags to it, um, which is just what would show when the image doesn't load, you know, putting um, the text in there. But again, using that as an opportunity to use your keywords. So yeah, that would be my kind of prime place as an initial content level getting started is to review the content you've got on the website already. And also if you don't have a page, if, if it turns out, I really want to promote this keyword and you don't have any content about it on your website, it's probably time to create a page for that. You know, create pages that are going to act as the landing pages for these search terms that you want to be found for. Um, we've got a client at the moment and you know, they've got all these different search terms they want to be found for, but there's pretty much no content on the website. They want to drive everyone just to the homepage. And we're going, well, the homepage can't talk about this topic and this topic and this topic. You know, we should split this out into separate pages that are really relevant for that search term. So doing a bit of a kind of content review of your site and then looking at ways that you can optimize it for the keywords you want to be found for. Manny, you were mentioning to me um, about like the technical audit side of things. So if someone's going to do a content audit, how can they then complement that with a, with a technical audit? Yeah. I, any business, whether you're big or small, and you're just starting to get out in terms of how you should start with SEO, you start with an, with, with an audit and an audit really looks at a lot of the technical elements. And there's a lot of tools out there that you can use to do this. So um, I'm just going to run through a few things. So if you're going to do an audit, you want to look at key things in relation to what impacts your site and we talked about this before core web vitals which is the latest update from google it's a really really big update a lot of websites we know and a lot of people we know have been impacted by that in terms of speed performance but the things you want to look at first of all is look at your analytics first of all look at you know which pages have a high bounce rate which pages don't look at your users where they're coming from where they're coming from desktop mobile tablet um, where your users coming from are the mostly in the UK in terms of how you need to structure your content by language. You've got Search Console, Google Search Console. So you, I'd be, I'm surprised how many times I get introduced to a client. I'd be like, can I have access to Google Search Console to do an audit? What's a Google Search Console? That's the question they say, or oh, we don't have one set up. Again, a free tool like Google Analytics where you can go in and actually start looking at. And Search Console is very, very important because it will allow you to look at, you know, how many users coming through, what's your average position. It allow you to submit your site map to that, which is very important from a technical point of view in terms of having a technical map of your site for Google to find. That's where you tell Google which pages you want to be, want them to crawl if it isn't already being crawling, that's where Google can tell you any kind of specific issues that are coming up with your website from a technical point of view. And then we include that as part of an audit. There are other tools. Um, I'd, one, one I will mention is Neil Patel's SEO tool, which is a free as a, as a user, but even at a low cost, you know, a lifetime value, lifetime version of the actual platform was only like a couple hundred quid. So you spend a 200 pound and you get all the key access from a technical point of view to view how your site's performing. Um, we invest in that, but we also use tools like SEMrush, which is obviously a lot more advanced, um, a lot more expensive. However, if you're looking for a cheap tool out there, I'd say use Neil Patel's. It's really, really good. You want to look at things specifically to, you know, site speed. So how well does your website load from a mobile perspective? Google is mobile first so the things we look at in terms of an audit is how well does that website perform from a you know mobile perspective do they need to go back to the drawing board in terms of improve their website design and build and 
you know, interface first, because without that, then there's no point doing all the other elements in terms of content and links, because your website isn't structurally there from an SEO perspective. Um, audit things like, you know, there's go to Google Speed Checker. So if you type in Google Speed Test into Google, another free tool is uh, Google Speed Checker, will give you your Core Web Vitals positioning. It'll tell you where you are in terms of how fast your website is from a desktop point of view, how fast your website is from a mobile point of view. They also tell you what's causing your website to be slow. It'll break down in terms of how long it takes to load. It'll tell you all the key core web vitals elements like largest contentful page, LCP, which is like the largest image format or video format that you might have in your site and why it's taken so long. So it's good to have stuff like SEO on your site, but it's how you implement that video on your site. It's how you implement you know, images on your site from a technical perspective that Google looks at in terms of how that impacts speed and usability and user friendliness. So I would always say, you know, in terms of, you know, how does SEO work? Well, first of all, look at how the technical element of your website works to support SEO and start with an audit and look at those key things I've just mentioned um, to help. Finally, if anybody wants advice, just type in as simple as free SEO audit and a lot of companies will allow you to just copy and paste your URL and give you a top line view. Most of them give you a top line view so that you can actually buy the platform, but it tools like search console, you know, Google speed check, Google analytics, all these elements, SEMrush is free until you get the more premium elements. They give you some form of insight and use these tools to kind of understand where your website fits in terms of from a technical SEO perspective. Amazing. And then, the other element of how to get started um, that we'd want to touch point of, upon of the three points that we cover in SEO is the link building side of things. Um, so we, we've kind of talked in previous episodes anyway about what that can look like for you. But if you are wanting to get started with a quality link building strategy, I would go out and create a few directory listings in directories that are relevant to your sector. So you can search for those and look for the ones that seem to be good. They seem to have a lot of traffic and a lot of the bigger brands are on there. That's then a good indicator that this is a good place to be. Um, But then we kind of briefly touched upon, but just talking a little bit more about using PR as part of a link building strategy. So if you're more traditional anyway um, in your marketing you may be doing some PR but not doing SEO Um, and so actually you could go out to the PR that you're doing already contact the publications and say well actually would you mind including a hyperlink back to my website so simple as that you know asking that question and then providing a link back if you're looking at getting started with PR um, from an SEO perspective look at journalists that have covered um, topics in your industry and message them and say, I would love to be considered next time you were in an article. Um, you know, this is what I've got to talk about. And you go and build a bit of rapport and you build that relationship. And then again, asking for that link back, um, sending out information to journalists or influencers, you know, influencer marketing can definitely border with PR, which then borders with SEO. So you can use influencer marketing to help with your SEO because a lot of influencers run very popular blogs. So if you can reach out to influencers and say, I'd love to be featured on your blog, could I write a guest post for you? So you start seeing how all these different elements tie in because then that goes back to the blogging piece we've talked about and how important blogging can be for SEO. So those blogs can be both on your website or on somebody else's. But you know, if you've got the time to create some really good, valuable content, 
go and reach out to some websites that you'd love to be featured on and say, could you feature my blog, please? Um, and just ensure that it's got a link back for you. So actually, you know, a really easy way to get started, but you just have to go and ask those questions and put yourself out there. Guys, actually, I have a question to both of you. So several weeks ago, I have been invited to a Slack group where people are actually changing bank links together. So they are saying like, I can give you this link, you are giving me this link. So I would, I think maybe our listeners also would be interesting. What would be the dangerous part of this and what people can get uh, from this part? So what we need to take into account to not putting those, let's say, bad uh, bank links to our website. I think that's a great question. So we have a client who always gets messages um, from other people within their industry saying, can I put a link on your website um, in one of your blogs back to mine? And they come to us and they go, oh, is this a good idea? Will this help with our SEO? And we'll run that um, website through a domain authority check. and We'll find that they have a far lower domain authority than the client. And so the issue is, is, you know, as much as we're saying, and, and obviously not everyone will be savvy to this, but when we're looking at it on the flip side, is if someone is coming to ask you for the link, they have far more to gain than you do. Um, so it's just about getting that equal balance um, right in terms of if someone's coming asking you for a lot of links and they're not as good authority as what your website is, you need to consider whether that's valuable or not. Whereas if, if in that group, like you've just mentioned, if actually everyone's kind of at a similar level, it can't harm at that point to, you know, have, have some links, you know, have multiple sites, then linking back to you, that will just help everyone in the group a little bit. But when you have quite an unequal balance, we then really need to weigh up. So if for a website, say you're at 50 out of 100 domain authority and someone's come to you and their domain authority is 10, you know, at that point, we're going to be saying, well, we don't really want that link because they then can become harmful because Google sees, well, hmm, the same way it looks as the links as a um, like way to review the quality of the site, it looks as it, you know, in the same way. So if you've got low quality sites linking to you, it's going to make a judgment on the quality of your own site as well. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, so I will share maybe a bit more like practical skills of how to optimize your, let's say, videos. Um, and I will separate into two parts and uh, talk about the Google optimization and YouTube optimization separately. So um, just to quickly say, first and number one thing that you can do to optimize your videos on Google, you can, of course, create a video sitemaps. Um, actually, this is telling the search engines where your videos are located. So more specifically to say, it's telling the engines where which page to consider as the homepage for your videos, which will really work great because let's say Google starts to realize that there is a video somewhere, which is which like um, uh, showing what that there is a video. So how to do that? So first of all, you need to create those sitemaps, and for 
For that, you can you should create a title, description, play page URL, thumbnail URL, raw video URL, or if you are embedded from any other places, for example, YouTube URL. And whenever you have already this video sitemap, you should put upload them in the root level of your website to take the advantage of that uh, of the benefits that it gives. Another thing that you always need to consider is not only for videos, it's all the, let's say, contents, uh, especially the images, um, always put title to your files. Because I realize that a lot of people just putting random names like video one, two, three, four, uh, something, and not using some keywords to your file names, which is so important for your rankings. Um, of course, attractive thumbnails also so important because if you're just not like choosing randomly, but uploading a very attractive thumbnail, it will really help you to push your rankings. And if in your videos, you or someone is talking, there is a human connection and your thumbnail has that human connection, it will drive more engagement, of course. Another thing is the transcriptions, which is so important for video optimization. Um, so if you are using uh, transcripts, there is a, let's say a trick when you are uploading your video on website and there is a long video with keywords and transcripts, uh, Google understands that and it uh, can sound like a long form post, blog post, which is good because you will not have those long texts on your website, but at the same time, it will consider as a text and will help you to go higher in the rankings. And finally, maybe to opt optim for optimizing the speed, I know that a lot of people are putting those huge files of videos and on their websites. And there is two ways. Either you need to have smaller files so it will uh, not, let's say, harm the loading process of the website or better to embed from YouTube, which is better because if you're, YouTube's in, if you're higher in the YouTube search, it will help you be higher on the Google as we've talked before. So if we're talking about YouTube optimization, it's it's totally different, let's say, from blog posts. Uh, and first of all, you need to do a keyword research before starting even creating your videos. There is really good tools to create, uh, to do keyword research, but maybe one of the easiest version is YouTube Suggest, is when you're just typing in the YouTube your uh, something related to your, let's say, business or the field, and it suggests, it's, it's these suggestions are very real, so you can take them in, into account before creating your and uh, picking your target, let's say, keyword. Um, another very quick maybe tips is using a video title. Uh, in your video title of your video, you need to include your targeted keywords. It's so important and also maximizes for the click-through rate, CTR. I will, I will talk about CTR lately, but using keywords is so important in your title as well as in the description. Also, I would suggest to have your description at least 200 words and more because as long the description as better because you will... Uh, uh, YouTube will find a lot of information, important information, and rank you higher. Video tags also are important, although I heard a lot that, uh, pe that uh, people are saying that experts are telling that tags are not working as greatly as it was before, so better to not have a lot of tags, just very specific ones and the ones that can include your target keyword. And uh, finally, maybe... Um, 
Um, you should have, uh, of course, the transcripts work better for YouTube as well. Of course, it can generate their own transcripts, but better to edit them because sometimes uh, YouTube does like 10% of mistakes in the transcripts. So if you are in bed, if you are uploading yours or changing, it will work better. Um, as I said about the CTR, so what does it mean? After using your target keyword, you, you should make the other part of your title very engaging so it will work. So it's not just using target, but at least some, um, let's say, engaging um, thoughts of how it will help people so they will click to watch the video and not just pass through it. Um, maybe this is all for uh, for today. If my colleagues have anything to add about uh, the SEO, um, please. If not, um, thanks so much uh, for listening and watching on podcast. I'm sure you will follow us for more great content and we will be back next week for the summing up of SEO episodes. Thanks and bye. Thank, Thank you. you.